0: the Monday before the big day, isn't, yeah. isn't it? It is. is oh not My gosh. Yesterday, Casey says to me, he goes, when's Christmas? And I said, Christmas Eve is a week from today, Casey. And he's like, what? I go, yeah.
1: It's weird. It's weird. I think the lack of snow Possibly. for me personally has been a lack of... Um, a sense uh, that you need to get things done for the big holidays. So I'm so behind on everything because it just still kind of feels like we're in the middle of November.
0: You have a whole week. I know you but have it's a whole week. So Panic weird, not. <laughs> we do have that extra weekend,
2: which is nice. That's yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Being that yes. Christmas is on a Monday for shopping purposes, it yeah. gives you a nice little last minute window.
0: Wild. Right. I know. Casey was completely surprised. I said, I "It seems like it." Yeah, yeah. He's like, "What?" I said, yes, family's arriving Tuesday. <laughs> what? But it is different. You got to admit
1: not having snow.
2: Oh, this is weird. Because
1: it does change. I, I'm not complaining no. at all because I do think it's it's nice not worrying about crashing when you're driving on the roads. Yeah, and and it's, it's coming. coming. It,
0: it's coming. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel the worst for the ski. Yes, I do too. Places that are really, you know, they can't even make enough snow.
2: Not when it's in the high forties. No, No.
1: Louisiana. All right, so um, we can claim to fame's people.
0: Uh, I went to the Hubbard Christmas party. Of the three of us here, I'm the only one that went, and we had a new venue this year, Julia. This is the first time. You know, this is my very first time. I've never gone. I had a. A furnace emergency. You, that's up north. right. That's so right. I had to go. Up you north. had a very acceptable excuse. Uh, Jason had a foot issue. There were a few other people who canceled last minute, but um, it was at the J W Marriott at the Mall of America. Mm. That place is beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Beautiful. And they had a beautiful Christmas tree. The happening spot was the bar, and then when they had the cocktail party open, you know, everyone floods upstairs because they out the the Hubbards. One of the things they have a really amazing shrimp. Cocktail. We
1: they put on we're lucky we have a lovely holiday. The shrimp
0: were huge, Julia. They were the size of small. we flown in. Wow. Uh, And the food was really, really good, you know. And Stephanie goes, I love institutional food. I go, What's that? She goes, What we're eating when, you know, five hundred people, it was delicious. Yum. Yeah. So it was really good. And, you know, Steve and Donna were the hosts and there I were heard like they twenty. Were funny. Yeah, there were twenty-seven prizes. Oh, and were they just random, or do, how did you win a prize? You, remember, you get a, in your little thing with your two drink tickets, you get a thing with your name that you can put in one of the fish bowls. Oh, yeah.
1: okay. So was that okay? No so, gambling, just fish. Yes. Bowls. There was no okay. gambling okay, this the fish year. Bowls.
0: And um, you know, everybody put their card, their name in the five hundred dollar cash. Okay. The two four hundred dollar Delta cards. Ooh. And so like the person who got like the Dyson vacuum, there oh. were only two names in there. You know, there were a couple of nice. Were, so that's, that's kind nice. of a strategy going at the end right before last call and seeing if there's anything with one or two. One person only put in their name to have parking for a month inside the garage. Oh my gosh, oh, I would have done that. Only one person had their name in there. So they, they had fun, you know, that's with that cool. kind of stuff. So yeah, it was just it was, it was was fun. Fun and night? It was, yeah, it was just a fun What'd night. What would you wear? I just wore my pleather, you know, pants that are flared with a pretty top. And yeah. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. Nothing, you know, nothing like my sparkle Barbie dress they wore last year,
1: <laughs> you know. Very nice. How about... You. Graham,
2: Graham what you do? I had fun on Friday night. I made it out to um, Excelsior, and I went out over to the Old Log Theater there, and they have like a Christmas village outside of it where they have this thing called the Jingle Bar. Okay, tell and, us. And it's about the size of these, t- uh, no, I'd say four of these rooms, four studios. Okay. So very small. Okay. But with... It's wall to wall Christmas decorations. Oh, Santa fun. bears pinned to the wall. Even like hanging from the ceiling was like a Muppets Christmas VHS. Just to get you know, and it, it had a fire, real fireplace uh-huh. in there, and they, it's a makeshift bar, no bathrooms. So That's you, a beautiful spot. It's and yeah, it was just yeah. it was it was really cool. And caught a little bit of a show. Went to the uh, another bar, but yeah, it was uh, that that jingle bar there, right right next to the old log theater. It's 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 Christmas in heaven. I just I was. I was in my Christmas bubble there. It felt like Christmas. You know,
1: another place that always reminds me of that is the Lake Elmo Inn at the holiday time because they deck that place out. And I love all the matching salt and pepper shakers. Uh I think they have like this huge collection. We were up north. We hung out with my um, brother-in-law and sister-in-law and played, had a very funny game. Nice. Um, Things I wish I didn't know that I bring sometimes to our remotes, but it's actually a game.
2: Ah. and so grossness
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. and went to the lumberjack bar and uh, hung out and then watched the vikings game oh, oh yeah. why because oh, it, it was actually a fun it, game it, it was, was yeah. a really fun game until the very end
2: until the end until he couldn't get until inches. the very
1: end it did a puzzle you know hung out it was i had i had a really i had a chill show. week and made a nice time Good. yeah so ready for you know Ready for this week? We to have start a short week. We have a short it. week Because
0: yeah. starting Friday, it's best ofs. I have no idea. Um, you know how we got lucky that they decided we weren't wouldn't work through Friday. <laughs> Isn't gonna, that surprising? Yeah,
1: it's going to be fun. Yeah, because nice. there have
0: been. I mean, for a long time, um, we would work on Christmas Eve. Yeah. And you and I would just be having what? a fit. Yes, whatever. Yeah, but I mean, it was be be like till six to. o'clock, and we'd be like, "Whoa, wait a second, this is not right." Radio is live, mm-hmm.
1: and it is on, and that is the way that was, was the rule, and that was what we did.
0: So glad it's not that way anymore. No, I know. Because then know. you could never find anyone if one of us wanted to take off. Oh, who wants to fill in no one. on Christmas Gr- Eve? No. Nobody, Grant. Nobody. Yeah, no. Everybody's busy. Imagine that. Yeah,
2: I did those holidays too, but yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Not fun.
3: Mm-hmm. Not fun.
1: No, I know. I know. All right, so when we come back, I might have to eat a teeny bit of crow And then I was obsessed Mm. with something that I have to tell you guys about. This is my time. Do I need
0: to get some silverware for the crow or a plate or anything? No, you're good. Okay. You're good.
1: We'll be right back. Lori and Julia here with Ann Tressler from Tressler Law. So, Ann, with the holidays just around the corner, I'm curious as to how divorcing couples with children cope with creating new holiday schedules. Is this something you work with clients on, or do people come up with their own
0: schedules? It's really both. It depends on how well the parents are working together as they're going through the divorce process. It's always best if they can do it and maybe kind of encompass family traditions and keep that consistency for the kids. They definitely need a holiday schedule. If they can't do it themselves, then yes, we're definitely going to step in and, and help them get through that process. But it sounds like you really try to encourage people to put the kids first despite whatever is going on. Absolutely. As I just gave the example of maybe keeping the family traditions in place, that's an example of showing that your priority is the kids. It's not about I get every Christmas Eve or I get every Christmas Day. It's what do the kids know and how can we make sure the kids get the balance and serve their emotional needs.
1: To learn more about Tressler Law or to schedule your free one-hour divorce consultation, visit TrustlerLaw.com or MyTalk1071.com keyword divorce. Oh, Ariana Grande, I still love that song. It's from the 2014 um, Holiday I CD. Love Lori. it too.
2: I think that one might be one of my new Oh, uh, I've had
1: it. Lori's had uh, this was on the CD then I made in 2014. I love that one. I played I it all it. weekend. That's a good song. Yeah. Okay, so... I've been saying I quit watching The Crown. I quit watching The Crown. I quit watching The Crown. I got sick. I didn't want to watch the Lady Die stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't like her and Princess Charles, you know, her being so upset and everything. Well, I went in last night. <laughs> Thank and, you. And I am just going to say I skipped kind of the end of last season, last year's, because I just didn't want to. I watched the very last one at the end of last year and then started this year's and Elizabeth Debicki, who you rave and rave and rave, who plays um, Princess Diana, mm-hmm. is Diana. She is. She's uh, so like, good. Unbe- Uncanny. Uncanny. And then the whole story with Dodi Al Fayed and his actress fiance, mm-hmm. and then how his father Mohammed Fayed was trying to set up his son Dodi with Princess Diana. And invites her and her sons in July of 1997. To his yacht in Saint-Tropez, two yachts. To, it was that's like right, Mama
0: yacht and Papa yacht. That's, two that's right, two yachts. Really? So yes. the
1: scenery is so gorgeous. First yeah, of all, yeah, because they
0: filmed right in the south right, of France, right, right there. Yeah,
1: and you've been to that area, and I, I really been in haven't. Vault. I haven't really been there, and so then I'm, then I'm just watching it, and I'm, um, I just got on a Google obsession because I'm like, what's true, what's not true, what's happening here about Dory El and, and really. They died together, but they weren't even that together for more than a few months.
0: Right. Right. right, Because he also had this other woman, Kelly, I think her name was. And Diana was kind of, you know, uh, She definitely would have been what I would call a dating toddler at the age of 36. I would
1: agree with you, yeah. Because
0: she'd been with Charles since she was 19. Yes. And just because you've had an affair... Right. ...doesn't mean that you're good at dating. Right. Or knowing all of that. Plus, she's also, um, you know, trying to figure out the space in which... How does she live as the mother of the future king? And Mm -hmm. then also... You know, this glamorous, single, independent woman who's shrugged off all the royal things, but not really, you know, so interesting She's still dynamic. in, but she's out.
1: Yes. And in, 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 the, in the, I thought it was, um, so I just started going down the Doty Fight. So path. a
0: very good, show. they're doing a very all, good job, Peter Morgan and the crew.
1: Unbelievable. Unbelievable, and Grant, have you gone in and watched this new season? They just dropped the last five, but the whole this season no, sucks. No. It's good, and yeah. I really, I really was adamant against it. Really hardcore.
2: I think I might just, be, and it's not my t- cup of tea. I was but, gonna say, I can't see you. But Princess Diana and my mm-hmm. mom and I. Oh. And right, I, I remember that. I will never forget, I mean, that, yeah. that my, she was my mom. My mom loved, like, like everybody loved yeah. Princess Diana. And my mom would talk about her with me all the time. I remember when she woke me up when it happened. So yep. maybe just to kind of check you that out. You might want
1: to because yeah. it's the acting is the yeah. acting is so good. And the thing that got me, Lori, and I think you might know where I'm going with this, but so, is this the
0: part where you're getting your utensils for Crow? Yeah. Okay. But I already have them all because okay.
1: you said just watch it, Julia. You should watch it, and that was just because you said, "Oh, come on, you watch it." But I really the whole Crow thing is I was just so humbug. But. Doty Al-Fayed is talking to his father, Muhammad, and he wants to buy this $10 million home in Malibu Mm -hmm. at this one point in the summer of 1987, like spring 1987. The dad's like, why do you need that? I want you to come back over here. I don't like this actress you're dating, you know, and... And blah, blah, blah. And so then I'm like, he's, you know, has a production company.
0: Yeah, he's, he produced some things.
1: Uh, guess what he produced? I almost I, fell I, off my chair.
0: I forget. It's a big movie, though. It was, no, a, it big was, movie. Yeah, it was a big movie. So
1: he started, his father gave him the money mm-hmm. to start a production company called Allied, Allied Stars. And the very first movie Allied Star did was this British movie that was just okay. You know, no big deal. But the second movie they did was the movie that won the Academy Award. Chariots of Fire. Oh Oh, my god,
0: that's right. I think I do remember that. Because it's an English story too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And
1: I almost died. I almost fell off my chair and I'm like, and he's responsible for producing that one. So I just kind of went down a little bit of the Allied stars producing angle. So Dodi Fayad was this big playboy, kind of had little jobs late here and there, but had charisma.
0: Very and, much and so.
1: people really liked him. And the
0: son of a billionaire. Billionaire. Yeah.
1: Billionaire. And so the dad's like, here, let's try doing this for a little while. And so his very first second movie is Chariots of Fire. And so he does Chariots of Fire, which ends up winning nominated for 14 Academy Awards and wins, I believe, like seven. Mm-hmm. And um, but he um he, his dad owns Harrods, which was this beautiful department store in London, like the number one in the world. And it would be the equivalent
0: of like what Dayton's was here, you know, at, that department store. But at its store. peak.
1: At its peak. In the biggest the, city yeah. in the world. No. Yeah. At its peak. And so um, he would put Dodie on these boards of things. The dad would like, here, try this. Doty wouldn't last long. Try this. Try this. And so he, um, after doing Chariots of Fire... People said working under him as a producer, he at one point during Chariots of Fire, Doty just didn't, wasn't a producer producer. He was just he was the money. He was just the money he type the of money producer. Mm-hmm. And and um, David Putnam, who was another producer on Chariots of Fire, said in 2012 that Doty had other things on his mind other than developing a film career for himself of which girls and drugs rated pretty highly and not necessarily in that order cuz cocaine was king at this time and mm-hmm. you see that in the crown and then he just said that um you know Doty's producing career was kind of just hopeless um he was a lovely guy but he knew about producing like he knew about maybe housekeeping mm-hmm. and then he, they also said that um he was um, the next letter movie that they were making after *Chariots of Fire* was *The Scarlet Letter*. Oh yeah, Do you remember? Anymore? I think mm-hmm. I think so. And um, and then he received an executive producing credit on Steven Spielberg's *Hook* back in the day. Great movie, and it extended as far as selling the rights to *Peter Pan*, which Doty had bought from a hospital from the original author of *Hook*, wow. J.M. Bar- <sighs> Barry, and. So it's just kind of, mm-hmm. I just kind of thought it was this small little Hollywood, That's cool. Hollywood world. And so they were only together a couple months before they died in the tragic accident in Paris. But the woman that he was dating, this Kelly, who was a Canadian model, the scene is classic when she, he brings her home to meet his father, Muhammad. On the yacht, that was a classic. She stayed on the mama yeah. bo- on the mama yacht, and they were on the big daddy yacht. It's like it's like a a guest cabin yacht <laughs> and a, and a the lodge. Yeah. It, it's so funny. But so what happened is this um Dori Al-Fayed told this actress, "Please just quit your job. I'll pay for you." They were getting they were engaged. Yes, and I'll take care of you. And um, he then starts getting it on with Princess Diana. And she finds out, and everyone finds out because they tell you about how paparazzi, how invasive they were. I mean, you really get a feel
0: of it. But it's Mohammed Al Fayed who hires the photographer to get to get the photographs of Dodi so, and Diana, oh, because he's so, so he's mad so, at the British oh. uh, aristocrats who continue to deny him citizenship, citizenship even though he's owns half of London. Yeah. yeah. And he's, he's there, lots yeah. of people. He's lived there forever, you know, all this stuff. And he was just like, okay, let's see if this will motivate him. I
1: just thought it was fascinating. Yeah. But the attorney that the Canadian model hired because she's no longer engaged to Dodi Al-Fayed is Gloria Allred. Oh, yeah. and she was going to sue him for loss of income. And dropped the suit after he died.
0: Yeah, okay. But I just thought
1: all these old Well, She names... did turn down
0: all these acting jobs. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least according to the Crown, we see her right. have that argument with him. But I love how um, Elizabeth Debicki totally uh, embodies Diana, oh. the way they're dressing her. And, and I think that the guy who plays Dodi Al-Fayed, I believe he's been nominated for Critics' Choice and Golden Globe. And I think the guy who plays the father has also been nominated so for one of them. They're right? excellent. It,
1: so I would just say, because I really had that taste of early Diane and the marriage with Prince Charles, which I just thought, that's too painful to watch. For some reason, I just didn't care. This new season of The Crown, if people haven't done it. I sure, yeah,
0: Every season of The Crown has been good. I understand, every but I se- but I
1: know people who stop. So I just well, wanted to yeah, let me back. just... Yeah. This season, though, it's yeah. it's... It was hard. the Chariots of Fire thing was really... <laughs> just-
0: <laughs> yeah, I think we talked about that Hook. another time, and we always willfully forget that he was part of that because we just <laughs> disliked that movie so much. Oh, my goodness. But, um, Hook. you know, don't forget that The the Crown uh, is the only show that has been nominated for Emmy, Golden Globe. It's gotten nominated for every season. Now, granted, this is the sixth and final, Right. It's, it's, like, it had a sustained... Thing and the only place I ever thought the crown really misstepped was I thought Claire Foy and Matt Smith could have played Elizabeth and Philip one more season. Agreed. Remember we were like, yes. is she all of a sudden she? He just turned so old much.
1: with Olivia Coleman.
0: Yes. Yeah, and um, I guess Claire Foy, like she and Matt, were part of the reason why they didn't do have them just look a little bit older. They both wanted out. Wow. That was such a defining moment in their careers, and you don't see them do a lot. Well, he's in the he's, House of Dragons, right? You know, and he's done other things, and she's done other acting. But she just said it was just exhausting doing. Yeah, that I, show. I
1: I believe that. And the only other thing I just there was one other thing that happened with um, Dodi Fayed's production company, Allied Stars, is that before the completion of Chariots of Fire, yeah. Dodi sold his stake for the share of the profits in the film. No, which was a huge success. Yeah. So oh, he yeah. he sold out before it happened.
2: Oh. Mm-hmm. But he probably had plenty of money though, right? Anyway,
1: yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, sure sure got so go much to all the parties. Oh, I- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, but I just I just wanted to stay home and watch it all and gobble it up because it's pretty damn good. It's good. Nice. And, and the the woman who plays Camilla is so good. Oh, she's amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All right, I'm all in. I'm all in. <laughs> It's Monday. We are here, and Dionne Warwick. You are enjoying, Lorene. <laughs> a historic, a long, long time ago, in a place far, far away called our studio. That's right. She was our guest. That's right. And I offended her immediately, mm-hmm. and
0: there was no recovering after that. Well, the actually, offense... she
1: she came in. She came in crabby. She
0: came in hot. She came in hot. But when she, we learned a valuable lesson, and the lesson is that Dionne Warwick is not Whitney Houston's auntie. She is her first cousin, yeah, and I think that that offended her that you got the most basic thing about her, and the we fact, got her name right, Laurie, and the fact that you know you brought up Whitney before you brought up you know Miss Dion Warwick. So anyway, it was it it will always be a I fond can't memory why for she us. Was here. She was in town promoting, I don't don't know if she had an appearance at the orchestra hall or if she had something. This was so long ago. It was so long ago. You know, 10, 12 years ago at least. But she is a Kennedy Center honoree and that will be airing on CBS. I'm not sure when, maybe this week later or next week. It might be after Christmas. Okay. But she's one of the six people, and she was on uh, CBS Mornings with um, Vlad, and they had a sit-down. It was just kind of a great interview, and I wanted, I was like, oh, I hope she tells the Elvis story. And we do get a really great Elvis story, but we'll just start at the beginning of this package.
4: This morning, we begin with the one and only Dion Warwick. That voice, that is Dionne Warwick's song, Heartbreaker, one of her most successful tracks. The six-time Grammy winner is the second most charted female vocalist of the rock era. And we met Warwick at her childhood elementary school in New Jersey, that's East Orange, which now bears her name to discuss her decades-long career, her philanthropy, and her lasting legacy. This is the school register from 1947, 1948, and there you are. There I am. Among the graduates of the Lincoln School in East Orange, New Jersey, Marie Dionne Warwick is one for the books. It says Marie Warwick. That's right. Which is your real name. And <laughs> <laughs> so it's fitting that today, it's now called the Dion Warwick Institute. She was born into
3: a musical family. The drinker singers, which was my mother and her siblings. It was almost as if it was preordained. You're born into this family. This is what you're going to do. And at six years old, her grandfather, a minister, called her up to the pulpit to sing. And after i have been singing, the whole congregation stood and applauded me. That was... My first standing ovation. It would not be her last.
4: Lyricist Hal David and composer Burt Baccarat, starting in the early 1960s, would lead to hit after hit. Second
0: most charted female vocalist of the rock era. I mean, I did not know that. I'm so excited to see who's going to perform Dionne Warwick's songs when we see this on TV. And then she talks about um, her first Grammy, and this, I think, also where... She talks about the impact Elvis Presley had on her career.
4: She garnered her first Grammy Award in 1969. That same year, she met Elvis Presley while performing in Las Vegas. Her aunt, Sissy Houston, mother of Whitney, I wanna try, try something. It's was a member of the King's backing group, the Sweet Inspirations.
3: Oh my God, was he pretty. Like, oh my God, hello. <laughs> and uh, he says, I'm gonna make an announcement tonight at my show that Anybody that goes into a record store and they see any Dion Wood's album, you will find a photograph signed by me. I sold more albums in Vegas than I've ever sold. So he had his record or he had all these
0: autographs and he had them all put in any... He- Dion Warwick album that was available for sale in Las Vegas because he was like, People need to hear you. They need That's to know your cool. voice. Yeah. That is That's That's awesome.
1: pretty cool. Yeah. That's um, cool. The Kennedy Center Honors is um, on Wednesday night, December 27th.
0: Okay. It is. And after it's
1: Dion Warwick, Billy Crystal's being honor- honored, Renee Fleming, Barry Gibb, and Queen Latif. It should be, and I think Gloria Estevan is hosting it. I think it should. You know that a lot of good people in yeah. one and one house in one night. Those are always
0: fun. Um, Vlad brings up, and I was kind of impressed. He brings up uh, other people covering Dionne Warwick songs that she made hits. Here's what she says:
4: How did you feel about other artists recording the music that you had
3: you made know, famous? It got to the point where I understood. Oh, I began to understand what a compliment that is. You didn't know at first? No. (laughs) No. Mm. Now, what you doing singing my stuff,
4: (laughs) Then, in the early 1980s, she was one of the first stars to call attention to the AIDS epidemic.
3: We were losing so many people within our industry. I wanted to find out what can we do about this.
4: She decided to pull a few of her own friends together for a good cause. I ran into
3: Elton. I ran into so many people in the grocery store. (laughs) You did not run into Elton John in the grocery store. I did, (laughs) I did and I sip. Elton, what are you doing tomorrow?
4: Fattis Knight and Stevie Wonder join them to record a version of That's What Friends Are For, a charity single which today has raised millions of dollars for the American Foundation for AIDS Research.
0: So, and wow. then one last little thing, he does ask her about, you know, how, like, she's kind of had a renaissance, maybe the last four or five years of younger people appreciating her and everything. So here we go.
4: At 83, <laughs> Warwick has stayed as relevant as ever. I'm so excited for you that I'm here. From starring in a 2021 sketch on Saturday Night Live and earning the title Queen of Twitter, reaching new generations with her biting wit. You're quite saucy. <laughs> <On> <laughs> it's Twitter. the only way that they'll listen to me. <laughs> There's this mural that was painted here. But for Warwick, home is where she wants to make the most profound impact. You've continued to give
3: back to this. Oh, woman. absolutely, you know, but so many in, in these classrooms that are filling their heads with hope and joy and peace. She's talking about the elementary yes, school that's been that's renamed so for sweet. her in the
0: music class. Yeah, it was just really, really uh, a fun interview. And I'm like, all right, I'll be watching my CBS mornings all this week because they're going to want a day. Oh, sure. We're have gonna somebody get, yes. profiled. And then, you know, another living uh, legend. um you know Willie Nelson had his ninetieth birthday party from the Hollywood Bowl was on CBS last night. Did now, you tape it? I did DVR it. It's on Paramount Plus. Okay, and um, everyone was there. Oh, it was it was so good. I could have just watched. You know, I, I thought how much did they have to leave out, but um, a Roseanne Cash sang, uh sang a duet with Chris Christopherson, and uh, that was probably you know the most like kind of teary-eyed uh thing. And then Luke, Luke Nelson sang Angel Flying Close to the Ground, I think it is. And he sounds so much like his dad. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, Willie is such an incredible songwriter. Cheryl Crow sang Crazy, which of course mm-hmm. Willie Nelson wrote and Patsy Klein. You know, I always forget that.
1: I always forget that.
0: Yeah, Always On My Mind, which that was a cover like that Elvis Mm loved doing so many people, but he was in fine form. Snoop Dogg was there. And when this was filmed in May, um, it was people had jackets on. It must have been cold at the Hollywood Bowl because it was over two nights, but that was a real good. Special, um, and I think it was a two hour mm-hmm. thing. And then, um, Brenda Lee gave an interview to The Guardian. Now, she, she sings Jingle Ball around, ging, or uh, Rockin' Around the Christmas, Christmas tree, tree, which reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100 for the first time since 1958, and she was number one for two weeks in a row. Right, Mariah Carey has bumped her down to number two mm-hmm. for uh, oh, last week. Mariah's back on top. All Mariah's right. back on top. The battle, and uh, but was real nice. Brenda Lee, you know, sent her a, a, a flower and everything. she has
1: been going back and forth. That's kind of cute.
0: It is very cute. Yeah. But she gave this interview to the Guardian, and I just about I couldn't believe it. The Beatles were her opening act in Hamburg. She said, I was standing there while waiting to go on and listening to these songs I'd never heard of. Them. When they came on, I asked John Lennon, where do you get these songs? And he said, oh, we write them. <laughs> I was flabbergasted yeah. and asked if they had a tape I could take to my record company. Of course, Decca turned them down. That was Brenda Lee's mm-hmm. record. Apparently, they told the Beatles, Decca, guitar groups are on the way out. Oh. She said, but it was obvious that they were stars, and John Lennon later described um, uh, Brenda Lee as the greatest rock and roll voice of them all. But, I mean, she op- they opened for her at a club in Hamburg. That's, That's just wild. wild. She also talked about meeting Elvis. Um, he wanted to see her perform at the Grand Old Opry, and she has a photo they took together that night. She said we had a connection because he was a... He was a poor boy from the South who loved his mama and wanted to do good. And was she the same? She was the same. Because remember, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Brenda Lee's 13 when she records. Oh, that's right. Rocking around the Christmas tree. Oh, my gosh. And Taylor Swift loves, um, I guess, an 18-year-old Taylor Swift wrote a tribute to Brenda Lee titled Rare Peer," And um, Swift wrote, there's a reason she's been able to move people to their feet for almost 60 years. Brenda Lee is grace." Class and composure she is someone i always will look up to because of the way she shines as johnny cash said in 1983 brenda lee it's almost like she's golden
1: that's really sweet isn't that So i, that's I a, guess i don't know what else she sings though i'm sure she sings a ton of other songs besides walking around
0: the christmas tree that's the one she's known right. yeah there are uh, uh i'm some sure other kind of songs that you might sure recognize but recognize this some. is it And then recently a video of her singing rocking around the Christmas tree on a flight went viral and the Guardian asked her about it and she said, well, we had all this turbulence and people were uncomfortable and somebody yelled out, Brenda, get up and sing. So she said, yeah, my song is something you can get a sentimental feeling even when you're bouncing around at 30,000 feet and she did stand up and sing. Wow. You know, even though they want to sit you down. You
1: can get a sentimental. What if Brenda Lee and
0: Taylor Swift do something?
2: God, yeah. That would be cool. But Sweet Nothings was a song in the 1960s yeah. she did. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. 1960s. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah. So uh, sorry. All Alone I, I Am I was another one. If You Love Me.
1: It's cool that these
2: yeah.
1: vintage. Folks are yes. getting their um, renaissance, like you were I saying love earlier. I, I really do. Thank you for letting us know that. That's pretty cool that the Beatles opened up for her. Brenda Lee and Humble. <laughs> oh, I'm and can that. you imagine going to your record album? These guys are good and they're saying no. And then you just sit there like, you guys yeah, are Yeah, so she's dumb. like, okay, I'll delete. She delivered <laughs> huh? the Beatles to her record
0: label and they so turned wild. it down. I hope <laughs> that somebody got fired. Yeah.
1: Well, we'll mm-hmm. see. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Slory and Julia and Grant on My Talk. Oh, Madonna is still in New York City. No word if she was three hours late again after her first night. Uh, yeah, she had,
0: um, a, she played Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and I think maybe she had a couple, she might be playing Tuesday, because she's doing a four-night stand at Barclays. Okay, and so Andy Cohen now went. Went because, Saturday night.
1: Yes. And she called him out on stage.
0: Yeah, she did. Um, uh, She spied him in the audience. And, of course, he was, like, down front And and in a clip taken by people and shared on Twitter. Madonna walked up to him with a bottle in her hand saying, How bleeping lucky am I, Andy? And if you say one more bad thing about me on your show, oh, you're going to be in so much trouble, you little troublemaking queen. And, of course, Andy was just absolutely in heaven and just screaming I love you. Yes. At yes, her. yes. And uh, Kelly Ripa on her show Live with Kelly and Mark, she uh apparently was very sick and she considers herself. If oh, you ever go one, to Madonna's Instagram, Kelly the Rippa first like always, always the first like. It has always Kelly Ripa. Yeah, and she loves Madonna and she's talked about how that is her You know, like if someone says, I don't like Madonna, she won't be, you're not going to be friends with her. You're never getting invited Mm -hmm. over to dinner. It's her line in the sand. Yeah. Um, And so she... I know someone else like that. She Mm -hmm. had a fever and she'd been sick for two days and she was just sick about not going. So Mark went in her place and she said, please send me pictures, video, and he like took a picture of a speaker and sent it to her. And luckily Mm -hmm. she had other friends, but she's just like, you're the wrong person to send. I mean, this is how I'm in advance going to feel about the fact that I returned my July tickets uh, to the box office at the Excel, because I won't be in town when Madonna plays here in the, where is she going
1: out on this spring? Lori? anywhere else good that you could go? She is, she's playing in
0: other places, but you know, Madonna, Rolling Stones, how do you keep track? I mean, you've got, I mean, how
1: do you do it? I thought about
0: going to LA uh, with my girlfriend to see it and that still could happen, you know, Mm -hmm. but um, yeah, she is getting rave. She looks,
1: she looks phenomenal. I have to admit. And I kind of, the part that I'm excited about is how she includes her whole family you know, how she has the twins up on stage with her, how Lourdes is performing. I think that's going to be pretty cool.
0: Yeah, who knows if they'll make it here. Maybe the the twins will be here. She did share with the audience, though, that she she was in an induced coma for 48 hours um, when her friend um, found her passed out From and the
1: bacteria infection
0: yes and she was brought and they were so worried about the bacterial infection she had that they put her into a coma wow. for 48 hours and she joked it's the i didn't realize i'd have to almost die to get all six of my children together exactly.
1: <laughs> so. I- that sounds like a mother. Doesn't it? it Doesn't it? it? Does. I mean, all we can think of is that just sounds like something
0: a mom would say. The yeah. guilt thing. Oh so my bad. God, oh, I'm yeah. on my
1: last breath. And finally, you and, and she she come thanked,
0: home. She thanked the friend by name yeah. that was there. Love and it. So, um... Anyway, uh, uh, she she said, I didn't even remember. I passed out on my bathroom floor and I woke up in the ICU like two days later Mm. or three days later, whatever it was. So, yeah, she's very chatty with the crowd. You expect that in New York, but I guess my brother said she was chatty in Milan.
1: Well, maybe she'll be chatty here. It's also a great way to catch your breath.
0: And she also, you know, she might do some kind of a cover of Prince. I mean, the last time she was here, she and her dancers went out to Paisley Park and had a jam session. That's right, Lori. Mm -hmm. That's right.
1: And decided to change how they sang every single hit. So we wouldn't recognize them. Mm -hmm. I'm ready for this. I'm ready to hear her hits. Because she was so much fun when she played her hits. That last time it was just kind of like... That last concert that we went to because she changed every single song. Remember that? Julia, I loved you. every minute
0: of that show. Yeah. I know.
1: I know. Lori, you're just, you're some more seasoned concert goer. I have no. different expectations for the three. Well, I, I mean, go to. I think
0: people are thrilled <laughs> to go to this tour and have her singing her hits.
1: I agree. You like know? we know them kind right. of thing, you know?
0: Right. And changing up. And I guess the production is just dazzling. You know, up in the air, lots of dancers, her voice sounds great, you know, everything in 27 songs. And like I said, just get your little disco nap in Yeah, we're going to be
1: sleeping. We're going to be fine. Um, Grant, you don't have any Madonna inclinations to go see her.
2: Not at all. Never been. What about your mom? No, no, not her, not her, not uh, her cup of tea. More Bette Midler, you know, okay. or Barbara Streisand. Mm-hmm. We would go see them. We go. that
0: last The last time she was in town, we loved it. Oh, oh. she was so fun. She was on fire. She was at the Target Center on fire. Mm-hmm. Or was it? Or was no, she I felt like it was, she was, was at Excel. She was that Excel. Excel? Yeah,
1: it was, it, she's on fire. We haven't heard from Bette Midler in a little while. Yeah, uh, the latest update on Barbara Streisand book: the nine hundred ninety-eight yeah. pages. Are I'm are on chapter thirteen. Oh, that's all. Um, it's so slow. Um, because the level of detail, I just want you to know that. Um, she, Have you gotten any love? No, this is, well, Elliot Gould. She met Elliot Gould <laughs> on stage? She, they were together when, when she was 19. Now she just had a baby and she's 24. Um,
0: How did she meet Elliot Gould? On stage. It was on stage. Yeah,
1: and they just connected. They both kind of had little quirky idiosyncrasies and they just would go out. You know, these stage people are up all night long and Sutton Foster and Hugh Jackman have we heard any more about that Lori because that was such a good juicy one last week I have not seen one other thing on that no I know
0: Um, we'd like our Broadway
1: deep throats to call in please and report because that's
0: a good one he's writing his you know memoir memoir right now wow So we'll see, but mm-hmm. yeah. And remember
1: she's a book publisher, and one of her roles on Younger, so she could help him out. Exactly. I I think that's a fun. I don't I don't know. We haven't heard anything else Mm-mm. about that throughout the weekend. But she literally is producing her TV specials. Um, you know, it is. This is
0: what she's talking about is, in her book.
1: This is very. It, we're in a very long. This must hurt you as a barber. <laughs> um, it's it's. I enjoy it a little bit. Her childbirth was kind of traumatizing. It, nothing went as expected.
0: Did um, she write in um, detail? It
1: about it? Oh, it was breached. Oh. I was in. I was in labor for eight hours. Oh God! And the labor was nothing. Nothing. Nothing about my labor was was normal. Nothing. My contractions, they were eight minutes, then one would come 25 minutes oh, later. Wow. And the scariest thing, I had a spinal tap. I didn't know if I'd ever walk again when I lost the feeling in my legs.
0: So I mean, really... the level
1: of detail that anyone can remember. Yeah. I don't know how she does it. <laughs> well, I mean, and I can she... just feel her fingernails. Clacking. You know. No, just, well, she's tight. she's got a beautiful voice. I just want some dirt. I'm getting nothing, <laughs> Princess. Uh, you know the Queen's sister came and saw her when she was in Funny Girl in um, London.
0: Margaret, yeah, Princess Margaret, yeah. Okay,
1: cold. Mm-hmm. Um, she sold out every night before she even arrived.
0: Yeah, yeah. wow.
1: I'm right. just, I, I really. Well, I when just you get some, to the sex
0: and romance. It's going to be so
1: far away, Lori. It's going right. to be spring. <laughs> It's, it's,
0: it's gonna a be ways s- to go if we're only in 1965. Seven. Oh, 1967. He's just okay. getting
1: ready to film the movie. We'll okay. be back after the break.